You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. My time is yours. I was the last man standing. I am the man, and the man feels no pressure. You are facing a fuel-injected suicide machine. Fear from the man that rules the world. I'm the man when I walk, the ground shakes. I am the master. You are now entering the Vicious Circle. What do you think, Sid? Hey, I like that, Rob. I like that, man. Yeah, I didn't get a chance. That's cool stuff. <laughs> that was uh, your first time seeing that, wasn't it? Yeah, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. Uh, I did that with the movie Madhouse. We have our video intro we used from years ago, so we threw it up on uh, our Facebook Live, and it's like, you know what? I think we need one here too. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Get rid of that old other stuff. Yes. So, how you doing tonight, Sid? I'm doing good. How about you, Rob? I am doing great. Uh, <laughs> I, I've got a guilty thing to admit. I kind of got back into an old TV show, and I've been binge watching it. Oh, really? Sons of Anarchy. Yes. You know, I we talked a little a bit about that. I've not ever watched that. I've seen the. The trailers and stuff, I think I would like it because I like motorcycle Hell's Angels and all that stuff. But some things like that I just hadn't got, got around to. Well, when the world gets back to normal, I have all seven seasons on DVD I'm going to bring to you. And you can just sit there and watch them at your leisure. All right. There we go. Oh, <laughs> and Luna's right off the bat. My boy is back. Sit again. <laughs> hey, Luna. Yes. Oh, she's must have watched it too. SOA, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. It was a very popular show. It really, really was. Yeah, I know a lot of people watched it. Um, I'm just weird about certain things. Like, I know I like uh, the, um, what is that, um, Night of the Living Dead. That was the movie, but the Living Dead, whatever the series was. That's my favorite kind of movie, but I never watched the series. I don't know why. Oh, oh uh, what is it? Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. Now, go. Night of the Living Dead is one of my favorite all-time movies. Oh, I love yeah. that movie. I did too, man. Um, we have uh, a topic on the movie Madhouse we're doing tomorrow. It's our top five favorite zombie movies and uh -huh. then our top five worst zombie movies because uh -oh. there are some groaners out there. So it's like the perfect time to try. Right. Perfect time. Yes. So uh, tonight we're just going to kind of catch up with the world, see how everybody's doing, see how you're doing. I, uh, I took your advice and I'm making some fresh iced tea upstairs using oh, the, good. the cold water method that you told me. Right. That of course we, again, tea is just bad period, but if you're going to drink it, that's the best way to do it. There's something about the cold water. Like I used to boil it and pour it and, and you told me, no, 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 just do cold water. Right. And it has got a, it's got a crisper taste. It's a cleaner, not as abrasive. You know, uh, it's the, the tea itself is clear, too. It's not as dark. Yeah, you know? that's the one thing I noticed for 100%. Right. Uh, we got a couple people chiping in here. Um, let me see. 
This one is from Elizabeth. So years ago, I found out that you are my cousin on my dad's side. There you go. Hmm. You're meeting relatives on here too. Uh, that's that's new. Yeah. I did get a, I did get a letter the other day from someone. And you know, it's weird. I, I very seldom open up fan mail. I just don't think that much of myself. I opened this up and it was someone sent me um like a prayer thing and I actually called the number back, but no one answered. So I might try it again. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. It says here from Ricky. Hello, Sid. How are you? Can I get a shout out? Hey, Ricky. What's up, man? Uh, oh, and Jacob here. Sons of Anarchy made me realize I had emotions. That, <laughs> it does, dude. It's going to take you on an emotional roller coaster when you get into it. Yeah, I guarantee you. Yeah. Okay, let's see what else we got going on here. Let me get some screens out of the way. I got three screens, so I got far too much stuff going on. Uh, here we go. From Ruben. Hi, Sid. I'm watching you on here all the way. Oh, all the way from Vancouver, Canada. This is all the while. Yeah. yeah, great, man. It's good to talk to you. Good. I'm glad you're chiming in. No, we were, Rob, going to have a guest tonight. Uh, Maggie, one of our followers that listened to our show, but we had a little technical difficulty. And we're going to you know, be able to do that in a, maybe tomorrow or so. Right? Yeah. Oh, actually, if we don't mind, can we do it Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Okay. I just realized I've got the movie Madhouse tomorrow, and that's going to chew up a huge chunk. But, uh, yeah, we will set it up anytime you want Tuesday. Yeah. But what it was about was, um, you know, she we talked once in a while. And she called and she said, we we're talking. She said, um, I know you're not a Donald Trump supporter. Like, maybe I was Democrat. And I told her, I said, no, I've never voted my whole life. I'm not. I I'm, I'm probably consider myself Republican because the. the People I really think were good presidents, Teddy Roosevelt. Um, I like Lincoln. I like both the Bush uh, presidents. Uh, uh, that's about it. You know, I think the second Bush had a great su supporting cast that what made him so good. The older Bush, senior Bush, George, I think he was a lifetime politician. What we think politicians should probably be like, uh, you know, he come across as a pretty honest guy. Um, you know, he also served in the war. Uh, was one of the original Black Sheep Squadron. How I know that is I went to a Steven Seagal party, uh, his father's party. And Steven Seagal's father was also in the Black Sheep Squadron. And uh, he showed me pictures of uh, him and George Bush Sr. together on the, on, the sh on the boat and everything with their, their aircraft and all that. Um, so, but again, uh, I don't want anyone to think that I'm, I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. I, I wouldn't vote for him. The thing about it was I said this for a couple of years to people. and I think they've taken it the wrong way. I don't dislike Donald Trump. I just believe Donald Trump is, he's just overexposed. And that's, I said this two years ago, who my uncle's a diehard Democrat. He's complaining and complaining about Donald Trump. I said, Bill, you don't have to worry about it. This guy's not going to be around in the next election. And that's just me betting. I like to bet on things. And people know me, know that, like, I bet on the Chicago Cubs to win the World Series the year before they won the World Series. So I like going for long shots with things that, you know, like that. Now, I, you and I talk quite a bit about it, Rob. And I think right now I'm a little scared to stand behind that statement because I just don't know about Joe Biden. I think if any other, anyone else other than Joe Biden, I'd stay to my prediction. 
but me and Maggie's got twenty five or fifty dollars bet on this, so I'm gonna <laughs> stick with um, stick with that. But gonna, now, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's gonna be interesting to see the outcome. It is. I just um, I've not seen. I never. I I don't. Of course, I, I've like I said, I've never voted. I never really kept up with politics, but you can't not help to know who this guy is because he's on the news twenty four seven. Yeah. If, if if it's not, and it's usually bad news. Um, most of the stations are knocking him, you know, for the most part. Uh, which that gets old too. I, I can't stand that. You know, I've talked about where they don't do his press conferences. Well, I always wanted to see the press conferences because I want to see the his mistakes he was making about this virus or we would see something else come out. Well, last week they, he didn't even have the, the doctors out there. So now I understand they're not putting him out there. If he's not going to, you know, have people out there that people want to ask questions about, ask, ask to about things that are serious about this virus. And, um, and I know Maggie's stance on that, on the virus too. Uh, and it's easy to look at this and say, you know, well, it's just like the flu or, um, um, and, or it's not that big of a deal because way a lot of people are treating it. I believe, uh, I was telling her today when we were talking, I think, the things that I see now were, you know, even Dr. Fauci, who I believe we, I think is for the most part honest and we can trust him, but he wasn't saying anything about face mask in the beginning and um, things like that. And I, what I really believe has happened is all of them, Fauci and Dr. Burks and Donald Trump all sitting there together. They said, okay, this is how this works. Um, we're going to, we're not going to be able to cure this till we get a vaccine. We get a vaccine. Only fifty percent of the people are going to take it, so it's going to have to have it. And that's what I think they talk about when they do say things like it's got to run its course. I yeah. think that's what they're talking about, Rob. Yeah. I think they knew how bad this was, um, and they're just just you know letting people like let, now just let it run its course. The difference between this and and and, and the flu is this uh, really stands out is that the flu. I think that the death rate's only one percent. With the coronavirus, it's three to five percent, and that's going to be going up every month. So, I mean, we don't we don't know where that's going to you know end up at. So, five percent is a whole lot different than one percent. Yeah. The the sicknesses that people are going through with this are a lot worse than worse than the flu. And this is what I go to, Rob, and you and I have talked about this. If it was if it was like the flu. They'd be having baseball games. They'd have football games. They'd have basketball games. None of this would be called off. The difference is people are dying. Yeah. And that's the difference. The interesting thing is everybody right now is experiencing what you and I talk about on the phone. Like if, if, if people were to eavesdrop on our phone calls, this is a large chunk of our phone calls. We're always talking about this. Right. And, and it's interesting because uh, you have made me see that I don't know if I'm looking for truth or um, bang, because I, I think I told you one time I was watching a news article and it was just fact. It was information. It got boring. I turned it off. Right. But yet I'll go to those press conferences where Trez, where Trump says, Oh, inject yourself with bleacher. I'm looking for those. So I think we get glamorized on all this news. Right. So like you and I talk, we sit there and we talk about fact, like we try and dig to the middle, you know, take the, to the truth. Right. Well, I'm lucky. Uh, my uncle, who 
runs the AIDS clinic and that's a virus, you know, from the beginning, I'm just doing, like he said, you know, just wear a mask, wash your hands, stay away from people that, you know, that you don't know have it or not. You just gotta, you gotta really watch your, watch yourself right now. Um, people like myself, you know, I'm 59 years old. I've um, had a heart, you know, just an ablation, nothing serious, but I have had heart surgery, you know, and I've got really bad asthma. You know, it would be a tough deal for me to go through something like that. And I, what I feel, too, is that I've done so well about quarantining and keeping myself away from people and, and just going to the store just sparingly. And, man, I used to go to the store every day. That's just the way I, I, I eat and shop, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, now I'm finding myself just, uh, you know, second guessing. Should I go to the store today or do I have enough so I can wait or you know, I put this off to tomorrow. It'd be a better time. I'm thinking, and that's the thing is, is if you're not thinking like that, I think that you're, you're playing Russian roulette. Yeah. And that's why I think it's going to be so cool to have Maggie on, because like you said, she, she sees you as an anti-Trump person, but it's, it's going to be more of finding out where that middle ground is between Trump supporters, Trump haters and fact. Right. And that, well, well, that's the thing is we want, we, I want different perspectives, you know, to be heard and, you know, and, and, and to be listened to. And Maggie's definitely got one of me, her talked a little bit about today. You know, her, her faith is much deeper than my faith. I've just, I've only been going to church for just a few years. So I you know, you know, to say that I can trust God not to help me get the virus. I, I don't know if I could say that. I got to sort of think I've got to rely on myself to do that, you know. Yeah. And hope and pray to God every night that I don't do, do it. And we all pray to God. Or I do when things get bad, like this virus or, you know, having a bad day or something, you know, uh, we, we forget to pray when things are going good. I try to pray every night um, just in case, you know, he's listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we've noticed that about a lot of things. If something's bad, that's when you hear about it. But if it's good, you tend not to hear things. So you don't think about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, RJ just chimed in. Would you power bomb Trump? <laughs> yeah, if I could. I don't know, man. You know, again, I don't dislike Donald Trump. I, I'm all for, you know, everybody doing what they want to be able to do and stuff like that. But just sometimes, you know, just um, I just wish sometimes he would just act differently or say something differently where you know like okay you, you you're not a politician we know that but here's a chance for you maybe get a few votes you know act like one you know when he, he talked about the mask even he can't just say you know uh this okay to, it's good to wear this mask or he can't just say black lives matter you know you you've got to be able to say those things he reminds me of that uncle that I have that we go to visit and I have a new girlfriend. And I go to over, I go, okay, we're going to visit my uncle. Be very careful around him and watch what he says. You know, he's that warning. You always got to give a warning to right. when you introduce him. That's, that's what he reminds me of. No, that's true. I, actually, I, I told Maggie today that he reminded me of a guy. Uh, he's dead now. His name is Buddy Wayne. Nice guy. Um, when he was in the hospital with cancer, I went to see him every day. And um, but it was a lot of people wouldn't go around him. Like a good friend of mine named Bruno, you know, Bruno uh, dates a black girl, and, and Buddy would always use the N word 
when he referred to it as a fine, Bruno just got where he wouldn't go over anymore. And uh, but he was getting old, and no, even myself didn't want to go over anymore. He just he felt like he had to say those things. And and I told him one day, I said, buddy, I don't you know. I, I was like that to a point at one time too, where you know I'm I'm bigger than you. I'm blah blah blah, whatever you want to say, and I can say what I want to say, and it didn't matter. And then um, it one day it just sort of hit me. It, it's not worth you know me being cool or tough to hurt someone's feelings by saying something like that. So then, you know, I saw how when someone else would do that, how it affected that person. And then I saw how the things I was doing affected people. I said, that's a change I've got to make. You know, I can hold that back. I don't have to say that person's overweight or cross-eyed or, you know, whatever. Um, um, But that's something, you know, I think we all have to work at. And no, it's okay to do that to a degree, I think, but have some tact when you do it. Be sure that person's also open to those kind of things. Exactly. You don't know what kind of effect it could have on someone. Yes. So everybody, remember, Tuesday around this time, we're going to set up another one. We're going to talk about everything going on with the world, the Trump and everything. So get those questions ready. Right. Um, Let's see. We've got a few comments here for you. Uh, where did it go? I was just looking at one. Oh, here it is. I thought this is cool. Hi, Rob. Hi, Sid. Much love from New Zealand. Eleanor's watching all the way from New Zealand. Hey, Eleanor. Good to hear from you, girl. And then this is the one. We talk a lot about this. Uh, the Royal Rumble 92, you know, when Hogan pulled your arm. Uh, RJ asked, was the WWF planning on keeping you as a face? Because it seems like they went in another direction with the editing of the commentary soon after that. No, I, that actually that night of that show, I gave my notice, Rob. I told you that was uh, at Albany, New York. Mm-hmm. So they knew I wasn't staying around anymore. Gotcha. Okay. Here's a good one, too. And we can talk about this. Sid, got my tickets for a virtual meet and greet coming up. Wish you all oh, the best. Oh, cool. That's the one September 19th with Virtual Asylum. Oh, that's awesome, man. Sean, looking forward to talking to you. Yes. So anybody here, you want that picture? Because um, I know you get a lot of messages going, when can I get an autographed picture? This is the perfect time. Right. September 19th. If you go onto Facebook under Virtual Asylum, you can look up their page. They do they do this kind of thing with a ton of people. I think they just had Rikishi on, you know. And they'll do this. They'll bring you into a room just like Sid and I are sitting right now. And you can talk with Sid for a minute. He'll he'll sign a picture in front of you. And then, boom, it gets mailed to you. That's it. That's the time to get the picture you want. Okay, here, what do we got? This is from Ben. Anyone from the past that you never got to wrestle you wish you would have gotten to, like Andre? That would have been an interesting match. I will say no. I, I wouldn't want to wrestle Andre. One, he was f- from just hearsay. He was hard to deal with. You know, um, I look for, and I'm not saying he wasn't. I like workhorses. I like to work with people that really like to work hard. I don't see him doing that. And then there was just so many rumors that he'd do that squat down on you and crap on you and just <laughs> yeah. crazy stuff. I just, uh, I'd be literally, uh, I, I can't say I, that that was a dream of mine to work with Andre. You got to realize something too, guys, Robert and um, everybody out there. Uh, Andre was a novelty match. He didn't really have to have anybody to work with. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. With his size, it was just. He was a giant. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Let me see here. I, you get this question a lot and maybe we can set the record just straight. And that way no one has to ask it at, which was better to work for WWF or WCW. Well, they both had, um, good reasons to work to, you know, WCW was just a better, it was a better company. It was well run. It was a business. It was, uh, you know, you, it was, it was a good family oriented business. It, it, it wasn't, you didn't see the side of the wrestling business that like the carnivals, the, the seedy things. Uh, WWF was a little more fun because you got to, for me, I got the chance to really see if I was drawing money or not. And uh, with WCW, it was, they didn't really draw that well. They were, it was a television company. So, uh, and then also I had, you know, really uh, a test of, uh, who I am in this business in the WWF and I succeeded really well there. So um, both places I, I like, but WCW was the better company to work for. Gotcha. We, we're getting questions on both topics now because we have this one here from wood. He, uh, oh wait, sorry from Ricky. Why will only 50% of the people take the vaccine? You know, I don't know. That's what they're, they're just saying, even with the flu, vaccine only about 50 percent of people take uh, will take that and and there's a there's a a lot of reasons one is that that we hear that you know we get sick when we take it and sometimes it just doesn't work uh and that's a proven fact they said that at best this vaccine will only be 70 percent effective but more likely 50 percent so it's it's it, there's a lot of reasons not to take it you know when you're you uh, you don't know how you're going to react to it. I'm sure, yeah. But but that's just how it works. A lot of people do not want to take these. A lot of people think it's just the flu. You know, um, they don't know how serious it is. Yeah. I tell you now, for myself, I've never taken a flu shot, but I believe I will this year. Well, and see, a lot of people they have a conspiracy theory too that there's chips and stuff in these vaccines so that right. they, they can trace you. So that's why another chunk they don't go near vaccines. Right. And that's something I just, I can't fall for. I'm not going to believe the government is putting vaccine in to keep us track of us or anything like that. Now with the, this coronavirus, I will take the vaccine. Yeah, I know. Without, I will too. Uh, it won't be a, it won't be a guess for me. Yeah. Uh, David says it really, it's really hard to find a news source that is actual news. And yeah, he's a hundred percent right. No, David, you're right. That's the problem. Is now I'll tell you where I find right now, and I find it to be a pretty fair news station is PBS. Just in the last few weeks, I started watching their their news hour. Now they're bashing Trump a little bit too, but they're in the middle a little bit. Uh, and now I know who the reporters are when the, when I know the lady now that I'll recognize her when she questions Trump. I've seen her before. I didn't know what station she's from, but I do now. And she's always asking reasonable questions. She's not out there giving anyone a hard time. So that's but that's where I would look right now. PBS seems to be about the most fair um, in the in the news scene right now. Here's a really interesting question. Jay Crawford said, if this pandemic happened years back when you wrestled, would you continue to wrestle or would you step away? I'd have to step away. Um, and I, I think everybody, I mean, we do what they're doing right now. If we we're healthy enough. We'd probably do our, the TV tapings 
we'd probably do what's going on right now as long as everything was okay. And if the protocols were safe and, and looked to be okay, the only thing is I would have um, reservations about is, is maybe bringing home to my family. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the biggest thing I think. It'd be different if you guys were all housed in a, in a complex, you know, and that's all you did is you went, you taped and you went to these, your apartment, but you right. can't, you can't do that, you know, because no. everybody's got families. No, you can't. Uh, let me see here. Chris, Chris Walden said there will definitely be a demand for independent wrestling shows when this is over. No, Chris, you're exactly right. Me and Rob talked about it. it's going to be for everything. Uh, for independent shows, for the big company, for elite wrestling, um, autograph signings, baseball, football. I think everything's going to do really well when this when this pandemic lifts. Well, man, like because right now there's no movie, there's no TV, like it's right, nothing. Right. No, it's going to be. It's going to. I think. I think what the, even the experts say there'll be a little filling out period, but when we everybody gets comfortable. Uh, everything's going to be back really doing well, I believe, and especially the independents. I think the independents will do real well, um, like they always do when we have something goes in cycles. This is this has created a cycle in itself. So because everything's as bad as it can get right now, so it can only get better. We hope. <laughs> we, right. hope. we hope. Oh, here we go. Larry's got it. Sid for president. There we hey, go. I I hear that, Larry. Throw your hat in the ring. Let's do it. I, I would. Drew says, sit, sit, sit. I'll go to the store for you. That way you never have to leave. Look at that. Hey, thanks, Drew. <laughs> uh, what well, do we got? A big one here from David. Uh, Sid, when all this craziness is over, I'd love to meet you in person. I've been a fan of yours since early WCW days. Please stay strong, and I'm so happy to see you guys on here. Thanks for being on here. Oh, David, thank you. I look forward to maybe some time getting to see you as well. Let's see here. What else have we got? <laughs> okay, this is just funny. Drew said, Daster and ruler of the grocery store. <laughs> Drew, if you only, Rob's had a, the pleasure of going to the grocery store with me, and I, even I, I scared the meat department people. That statement is so true. <laughs> That's a, I'm a kid, man. <laughs> yeah, check out a previous uh, podcast and listen to the Walmart story. That is uh, That is perfect. Uh, and even the manager, we went to the manager and asked for lunch meat too. Remember? Yeah, yes. And he was like, "I don't know." I said, "Lunch meat, man." You know, <laughs> I'll look for you. Yeah, it's, it's it's right there in the counter. We were staring at it through the glass. That was the killer. that's a killer. My time is yours. And for our question, we have Jackson from Michigan. Jackson, what's your new question? What was your favorite? What's your favorite match? You know, Jackson. Uh, I've been asked that a few times. This is the thing is I've got probably five favorite matches. Um, one of them would be um, uh, my match with Sting at Halloween Havoc for reasons I become the champion for just a, for like a minute. I uh, didn't know that that was going to happen. It was all uh, new to me, exciting. I like to be, I don't want to know all the little details and, I, and the business I've been taught if you can fool the boys, you probably fooled the people. Uh, I was fooled that night. Uh, I didn't know the finish to the match. Uh, so that was one of my top five. Another one would be uh, Vader uh, at the Madison Square Garden just in a regular house show. Uh, another one would be with Bigelow on a, 
on a whole tour over in Europe. Um, and then another one would be with Shawn Michaels at the uh, Survivor Series or SummerSlam or wherever it was at the Madison Square Garden where I won the title. Excellent. Thanks again, Jackson. You've been listening to the Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi. Co-host, J. Robert Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast was produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Media, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music, Omega Amigo, was by The Shaman. All rights to the podcast are held by Sid Udi.